Welcome to Wild Times in Minnesota Lake Country with Kelly and Carol. All right. Well, Kelly, we've been having a pretty decent winter and uh, able to get outside and enjoy the snow for once in Minnesota here, uh, whether it be sledding, sliding down hills, cross-country skiing, skating, and snowshoeing. And today we're going to spend a little time talking about snowshoeing in particular. You know, I personally don't get the draw to the sport, <laughs> but maybe- <laughs> Maybe as we will learn today, it's a primal thing, you know, imitating some of our wild friends who appear to float across the snow effortlessly. (laughs) Maybe it's a power thing to be able to walk (laughs) on top of the snow. Like you just, you know, like a boss. Yeah. Yeah. That's bad. You can really do that. (laughs) Don't sink in. Of course, obviously, if you want to have some good locomotion, you know, in the winter time, it's um, better not to poke through deep snow and have to drag your foot in and out of, you know, a couple foot of snow. (laughs) But yeah, and well, I did, I did do a little research on snowshoeing. I'm not going to be recommending snowshoes today. That's not what the show is about. But, (laughs) um, you know, it's, it's kind of a traditional sport. It's like dating back to about 6,000 years ago. Wow. Um, Yeah. And, uh, and it was, I'm sure, you know, you gotta, you gotta think it was based on people watching animals just skim across the snow. I mean, granted animals probably way less than people, but most, um, most, yeah, (laughs) but I I think, you know, if they, if they wanted to maybe hunt or um, get from point A to point B, it was probably more of a survival thing, I would think. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And there are animals that are good at it. Mm -hmm. You know, there are a lot of mammals that do not hibernate and are out in the snow having to hunt for food themselves and, (laughs) um, and making tracks. (laughs) So I don't, yeah. Which animal do you like to watch in the winter? I don't, there's, um, yeah, I like to watch rabbits. Oh, Uh, you know, rabbits just, they kind of come out of nowhere and they just, they are just sitting on top of the snow and then you kind of go out in the snow and you sink (laughs) down a few. I think the most common track we see are the squirrels. Oh yeah. Yep. And they're not really very good at (laughs) They dig though. They dig down into the holes too. But yeah, they, when they, when I put the nuts out for the birds, those squirrels. That acorn. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Fresh nuts by the bird feeder. Come on, guys. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Yeah. So squirrel tracks are are pretty often and and, uh, seen. And then, of course, and they're hoppers, you know, so they're hopping across the snow and those that walk. So animals like fox and I, you know, rabbits are hoppers too, I suppose. Mm -hmm. And, you know, in our area, we have a lot of cottontail rabbits. and they do have kind of wide feet, but we certainly have uh, snowshoe hares in the area as well. And their feet are, um, you know, probably just a little more better adapted, I would say, for going across the snow when you have that much fur on your feet and you have big feet, big, <laughs> wide 
feet long <laughs> and long and long that's an advantage of uh staying on top of the snow as well. <laughs> well that's what i think of a traditional a traditional um snowshoe you know when people are talking about snowshoeing the first thing i always pictured are the ones with the the round you know they look like uh tennis rackets kind of like long tennis rackets yeah, or like, <laughs> or the, like that like that the ojibwe snowshoes yeah, yeah. Yeah, they do look like tennis rackets, I think. <laughs> nice. And the webbing, you know, across there. And of course, these days, uh, the webbing is solid in many cases on our snowshoes. Um, and uh, the bindings or buckles that uh, keep you in your snowshoes are are different. I know I have had a, quite a few questions about, you know, what do you look for when you are purchasing snowshoes? And that's definitely something to look for is the bindings or how your your foot gets secured to that snowshoe. Um, there are buckles and um, and the plastic um, kind of dog collar like buckles, I guess, and you know, and straps and ratchets and um, boas that uh, kind of twist and buttons. So there's a lot of different ones. And, and I think, I, you know, my favorite, I don't know about you, of course, you don't like to snowshoe that much anyway, <laughs> but those boa ones with the, um, cabling and the button that you can just, you know, push down and twist and all of the cables kind of come in around your foot. Um, those are great. Uh, the worst is when your little ratchety thing, you know, that you done comes undone yeah. and now you're out in the middle of nowhere with a snowshoe stuck a foot <laughs> deep in the snow behind you and you're trying yeah so you do not want your snowshoes to come off so those bindings and how they secure to your feet are pretty important <laughs> the dog color like buckle ones are pretty good too but there's there's lots of um variations to that these days well and i think i think that maybe the draw to snowshoeing too um and especially this year is that it's something that it's pretty easy pretty accessible um pretty easy to do and relatively inexpensive um i know a lot of state parks in minnesota actually have um snowshoes you can rent or um sometimes there's programs where you can just check them out um, yep, yep. but, um, but you, all you need are your boots. And then, like you said, uh, fasten them on and you can, you can use trekking poles or not. Um, but yeah, so I could see the draw to it. And sometimes people use, I remember, um, probably about 15, 20 years ago, there was, a um, the popularity among the running, uh, community, you could wear your running shoes in, in, uh, snowshoes. So that was, oh, wow. yeah. I would think I would just want cleats on my shoes. <laughs> I know, or yeah, those, yeah, <laughs> which I, yeah, that's, that's why I think there's simpler things. If you want an extra workout, an extra weight on your feet, <laughs> yeah, I would go up on those shoes. <laughs> and your walking is way more difficult. Right. You're not quite like a bunny on top. <laughs> Let's put it that way. <laughs> that's true. But we do have some wildlife that um, have some adaptations for walking across the snow um, that develop over the winter too. You know, certainly the amount of fur that grows on a critter paw is um more so in the winter time so you get a lot of fur i don't if you have a pet that has um fur that grows in between the toe pads you know you know that <laughs> because they always get clumped up with the uh, fur i always wonder if that happens on rabbits i mean or other you know or a wolf do, 
do they walk around with those clumps of snow stuck to their fur? No, you never see a picture of that. So, um, yeah, they must have, you know, just a, they're, they're better at it anyway. <laughs> better at <More> not, clumping. <laughs> <laughs> not having clumps on their on their feet. But yeah, so animals like a wolf um, have much bigger feet. Um, you know, fox do not. They certainly have a lot of fur around there and their feet are, are staying warm that way. Wolf have pretty wide feet, four by five inch, you know, are their tracks. So um, so they can, are a little better, I think, at, at um, walking above the deep snow compared to some of our other mammals. And of course, deer, they totally poke all the way through. And then deer tracks, you'll see, because they drag their feet. Yes. So, um, yeah, they're not not quite. Of course, that does kind of open up an area for them to find food. If right. And they've got long legs so they can step over. You know, they're pretty tall. So, yes, long, skinny legs are probably easy. How do we adapt to that? That's maybe we um, maybe instead of snowshoes, we should be on stilts in the yeah. snow. There you go. We could start a whole new sport. That would be easier. No, no stilting. Oh, I like it. Yes. Snow stilting. Why wouldn't you? <laughs> but, You'd you know, to try my, out. <laughs> one of my favorites, of course, are um, the bird ab adaptations to winter. There are some owls and, you know, birds that are really active in the wintertime um, will have feathers that grow all the way down to their feet. And the rough grouse is one that's really good at it. They're because they're not flying about as much. <laughs> they're walking in the snow quite often, um, looking for food. Although they do eat uh, the buds off of trees. You'll see them in birch trees quite often, um, feeding on plant material there. But but they actually grow snowshoes <laughs> to their feet, sort of. They, they um, grow papillae, they're called. The, um, the, it's a protuberance of a little fleshy uh, kind of part of their skin that grows out. So they have all these uh, almost um, finger-like protuberances, papillae that grow, that make their feet wider. Almost um, some, some places I've read, it's almost like twice as big of a foot once their papillae are big you know a single oh go ahead so so i, I just i love funny words like that papillae could be so, a word of the day <laughs> one papilla <laughs> papillae so they look they look a little bit like pipe cleaners i mean if you oh yeah yeah cross-section of a pipe cleaner <laughs> and yeah, the fuzziness that comes out from the pipe cleaner yeah okay. yeah yeah that's true <laughs> that's true <laughs> but they do yeah so they you know the other funny thing about girls <laughs> i think is crazy is the way it, for roosting at night they will dive into a um, snow bank and and create and and like sleep under the snow like a little igloo kind of situation oh. <laughs> so they are quite adapted for winter. And then you hear about uh, ptarmigan. We, we don't have them here, but up, you know, in Alaska and such, um, lots of adaptations for surviving that, that snowiness, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> 
so grouse are a very adaptable. Grouse, snowshoe hares. Yes. And when you're looking at tracks too, you know, um, boy, that's probably a whole nother show, but, <laughs> but, you know, in the wintertime, you can see all of the, all of the activity that's happening. It just kind of makes you wonder. It's kind of like walking into a, um, <laughs> a college dorm or something <laughs> after a Saturday night. What happened here that like, there was some party going on at night, but that's how I feel like when I'm, heading out into the woods and and then see all of these tracks there's this story in the snow that yeah. can be incredible like who who was here and how many of them were there <laughs> yeah so lots of and so yeah lots of different kinds of tracks that right and then of course you know what i and this can be another show is about their droppings uh, you can <laughs> yeah. kind of tell if you can't make out the tracks you can definitely tell who was there by their <laughs> little droppings their little prizes they left behind <laughs> yes uh, yeah so we're talking about uh, some of the great things uh, about winter and getting getting around in winter some of our wild friends and their own natural snowshoes <laughs> which is more than likely what our snowshoes of today are based on um so that's our, uh, our human human snow tracking right that yes. uh, you can kind of see in my little picture if you're viewing us today I've got some snowshoe tracks out there <laughs> um, <laughs> but that's the thing too is yeah I've seen all different shapes and sizes you know there's kid sizes there's snowshoes for women uh, there's traditional um, and it kind of depends you know if your local sports shop would probably know more about the snowshoe that you uh you know would need but once you get a snowshoe it's kind of like you have it for life so that's kind of another draw to it because that's what makes it one of those more inexpensive investments maybe yes so it's easy to do and you can do it almost anywhere you could do it down your sidewalk <laughs> after a big snow <laughs> in the woods you don't need a trail i mean it's kind of a trailblazing thing too so if you want to be like maybe the um, getting out on the lake, going out to your fish houses um, or carrying all your fishing gear out. <laughs> and maybe that's the cool thing about, about using snowshoes. You can really walk in areas that you couldn't walk in in the summertime. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you'd be much more apt to kind of walk through a marshy area that's frozen and have snowshoes on and and conquer that space that probably would otherwise conquer you in the summertime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is a form of hiking. So a lot of people who are avid hikers also have snow snowshoes. But see, that's the thing is like, I just, you know, I've done it. I don't think I've done it enough to really appreciate it. You know, I just, I like just to put on my boots and, you know, toil through <laughs> kind of a masochist that way <laughs> i think i'd rather just walk through the deep deep snow and complain about it <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah so pick them up and i think you know this year in particular i was also reading about how sales of snowshoes if you can find them <laughs> anymore right? i think they've just skyrocketed this year so that's good i mean that if that gets people outside and enjoy nature to enjoy nature even better Absolutely. Absolutely. Speaking of walking through snow. So, um, yes, this will sound. Yeah. 
of our, that's our mystery sound of the day here. <laughs> what, what mystery sound is that? Is that a snowshore? <laughs> yes. Are there, are there snowshoes? Or yeah, snowshoes are are hard to walk in. It also sounds yeah, it sounds like it's a little bit warmish out too, but we'll have to have another episode based on the uh the sounds of snow. <laughs> <laughs> and the the temperature because that is a thing. That's they study it's that. A it's a thing. <laughs> sound the snow make hmm. <laughs> crunching through the snow do you know what temperature it is that's a th- that maybe instead of a mystery sound along with the mystery sound we have to guess the temperature yes yes <laughs> so we'll be out in the field taking our sound samples if we ever have if we have below zero days anymore i think yeah. well, something for people to think about is it louder when it's colder or quieter when it's right. colder as you walk through the so the colder it is, is it louder or quieter? We'll just leave that out there for you. Right, right. <laughs> Next time you go outside. Hmm. Yes. So pay it. Yeah. Just pay extra attention to that and just concentrate on the sounds you're making with your feet. And then if you do take out your snowshoes, see how that sounds too. Maybe we should have people send us recordings of snowshoe sounds <laughs> aluminum frame versus traditional wooden frame and rawhide baskets. <laughs> uh, well we do actually do have a mystery sound kelly yes i and should play the I was mystery just about the mystery sound <laughs> but uh are you going to give us a little uh clue as to what we are going to hear or are we just going to go cold turkey so to speak Let's do cold turkey, I think. Uh, and this is, well, it could be a cold turkey. <laughs> <laughs> Typically, we don't give you them that easy. Well, this is something that you might hear in the winter. How about that? Bert? All right. Okay, listen in. It is not a pet. <laughs> I think you caught me when I was taking a dip in the Pelican River. <laughs> it's your first, it's your first dip in a cold, cold open water <laughs> without a wetsuit. It stubbed your toe. <laughs> it does sound a little scary, doesn't it? Yes, it does. <laughs> a little, it's eerie. <laughs> yeah and okay and typically this is a sound that you would hear at night too so. well the question is should we run when we hear this because <laughs> i think that would be my first tendency <laughs> yes what is so why is that why would why would this be frightening like what could possibly well if you hear this okay so if you're outside and probably i would think if you hear this it's pretty quiet. Oh, not that I know what it is. <laughs> like it would be in the distance and it wouldn't, but even if it was close, like what? But is this something that we would hear around here? Yes. At night? Yes. Okay. So I don't, I guess maybe I haven't been out. Anywhere in the Midwest. This would okay. Happen. Is it a remote area 
or could it be heard? It could be heard in town. Yeah, it could be heard in your backyard for sure. All right. Well, it's stumped then. <laughs> so, so this sound is the sound of the red fox. Oh, okay. And, and is, is it yeah. just a, is it a, a type of call in particular? Is it like a, or is that a call of warning or is it a mating call? Um, you know, we typically hear this during mating season, which is typically closer to the February time frame, I would say. <laughs> but it, yeah, this could be heard at other times too. I think, um, yeah, you know, maybe it's, it's, I finally caught the bull I've been looking for in the celebratory <laughs> uh, call. <laughs> no. But it, it, it often sounds kind of like a scream, I think. So, um, you know, when people say, oh, what was that terrible screaming I heard in the woods? You know, um, it's probably a fox making, making that sound. So if you're out for a moonlight ski or snowshoe and you hear that, I would pick up the pace. <laughs> no, it doesn't mean you're in danger. It just means. <laughs> I, I, know, I know. But it's so true. I mean, you're not the only, like, why would. And then record. Your, <laughs> record. I would be standing there waiting for it to get closer so right. I could get a glimpse, you know. I mean, but, that sounds, that's totally like a horror film sound. I mean, you know, when, when people are out in the woods and they hear like a scream. I think that would be like if you are watching a horror movie and you hear that, like somebody in the background screaming, I bet they use that sound. I bet you anything. <laughs> that could be. So, yes. Yeah, so now everyone listening wants to go on a moonlight hike. Yeah. <laughs> or just in the dark and get their snowshoes out and <laughs> head into the woods because... <laughs> Excuse me, ma'am. Why are you sitting here in the park? <laughs> in the park. <laughs> Move along, please. <laughs> yes, they do have a few other calls too. I guess that um, kind of more. I don't know. That kind of sounds more like background noise. <laughs> yeah, this like white noise. <laughs> That other is definitely not white noise. <laughs> That's a shocking, <laughs> that is a shocking sound. <laughs> oh. All right. So listen in for the fox. And, you know, one um, neat thing about fox, there's, you know, it's hard to identify different tracks. We're talking about, you know, some of the wildlife tracks, you can measure it. And, and one thing to really look for is the gate. Sometimes that will tell, you know, exactly tell you what it is. So, um, for example, um, you know, coyotes will wander a little bit more, whereas a fox often is heading in a very straight line and their feet can, will um, go within the same step that they've stepped before. So their track look like, it looks like a one-legged something hopping down the trail <laughs> because it's so straight. So when you see fox tracks, of course, they're smaller, you know, more of the two-inch kind of size and um, but in a very straight line. So when you see what looks like a one-legged animal <laughs> down the road, it's kind of like it's kind of like cat, like domestic cat tracks too, because they just have that one line. We have a few of them in our neighborhood, and yep. they go across the yard, and it's just it's just yeah, it's pretty interesting. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> 
All right. So we hope, hopefully you've learned a little bit and maybe even have gotten the inclination to get outside with snowshoes, <laughs> do your own test, maybe wear boots and then snowshoes and just get outside and try it all. There's nothing wrong with that. Right. And, and we'll, and listen to your tracks in the snow. Yes. So louder <laughs> and colder or softer and colder. Yes. Huh. There's still a lot of the winter to enjoy and there's still some nice temperatures to get out and enjoy it and lots of trails out there to be able to access and have a wild time. <laughs>